What is going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony. Listen to the Culture Jack Podcast. Guys, it's Monday. Madness time. And this is going to be a super man podcast. <laughs> you like that? You like that? Anyways, guys, we will be discussing some Superman action. I am super excited because the news keeps coming out. And we're talking about the ties between Michael B. Jordan, his production company, and he himself possibly portraying Calvin Ellis in an up-and-coming HBO series, possibly a movie, but it it looks like it's leaning toward a series um, and being on Earth 2 and like all of these things. This could be pretty freaking epic if done correctly but Michael B Jordan that dude is on fire right now with some incredible movies uh everything that he's uh working on and has been working with has done very well there is high high speculation that he is uh going to be tied to this now it is unconfirmed whether or not he himself will be portraying uh superman however it does look as though the production company that he owns is going to be a part of it. He may be a producer on it. We'll, we'll have to see because he's also tied to Static X. Or not Static X. Static X is a rock band. Static, uh, another DC character where there was high speculation many years ago and recent conversations where he may play that character as well. So if his name is in two hats, depending on which one he wants to be the character in and maybe which one he wants to produce, or maybe he's producing both. I don't know. And I don't think anybody here knows. We do know though, that he is tied to these and with DC trying to run hard into uh, the next steps, the next phases of the DC EU, it makes perfect sense. So, Let's talk a little bit about Superman. Um, I pulled up some little factoids about this incredible hero. And uh, let's just talk about it. So, okay. Uh, the character Superman, also known as Cal L from Krypton, who adopts his identity of Clark Kent. So, so you're aware. Um, that's, that's kind of the setup. DC Comics book titles, he's been in the books since 1938, which is, uh, that's a pretty long time there, there, fellas. Um, he starred in, I'm trying to find, where the hell? He was in Action Comics number one back in the 30s and into the 40s. He had appearances. He did a lot of things moving into the, uh, Let's see here. The first version of Superman in the beginning, 1938, appearing in Action Comics number one, which, like, no one owns that comic. If you do, by golly, you are one wealthy son of a bitch. And you own a piece of just American history because Superman is one of those characters many years ago, and I should have looked this up, but I'm not going to because I like to remember it as it is. Many, many years ago, probably 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I read this thing about um, 
American icons and Superman was on that top list. So it was like Michael Jackson and uh, a handful of other characters, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan. But seeing Superman on this list as a recognizable global uh, individual, that is just incredible. So again, he started his life in 1938 and he's been in comics for a very, very, very long freaking time. Now, the Golden Age Superman started his career leaping tall buildings rather than flying, had heat from his x-ray vision, and not heat vision as the Earth-1 hero did. In addition, he had very limited ability to change his facial features to resemble other men of similar height and build as Superman lacked. Uh, The Golden Age Superman, a.k.a. Kal-El, is the primary superhero of Earth-2. Two, who begins his career as an adult and emerges just before World War II. He is a member of the Justice Society and during World War II, the All-Star Squadron. As Clark, Clint, as Clark Kent, his, his uh, alter ego, his hidden identity, he works for the Daily Star as a reporter and eventually becomes an editor-in-chief. Clark eventually marries Lois Lane and it, it just goes kind of on and on. Lex Luthor's introduced. There's a lot of stuff. So that was his 30, you know, 1938 to 1950s. Uh, and then we go into the Silver Age comic era. The more significant differences between the Golden Age version, later equated to the Cal-El of Earth 2, and the Silver Age version of Cal-El of Earth 1 of, Super, of Superman includes the Silver Age Cal-El begins his public costume career as Superboy. At the age of eight, more than a decade before nearly all over Earth One heroes, Superboy only finds superpowers uh, appears in the 30th century Legion of Superheroes. Um, there's also like Aqua Boy and Luther meets him, and there, there's a lot going on. The Silver Age for comic books, they were it was a a growing era of trying things differently of trying to get away with as much as you could get away with. And uh, yeah, Superman still growing momentum. I mean, at that point in the silver age, he'd been out, you know, 20 years Um, in the beginning, uh, close to 20 years in the beginning of the silver age, the silver age ended 1971 for comics, uh, at least for Superman and comics. And I mean, by then by 71, he had been out for, you know, 40 years pretty close to 40 years, 35 years. I mean, that's crazy. Um, and then we go into the Bronze Age of comics, which is 71 to 86. 71, Dennis O'Neill and Julia Schwartz set out to ground Superman's over-elaborate framework. They streamlined the Superman mythos by downsizing his abilities and reducing his normal, powerful prowess. This version only lasted a few issues, DC attempted a more soft reboot in the 45th anniversary issue of Action Comics. Lex Luthor and Brainiac were updated and modernized to make them more visibly dangerous for Superman. The Silver and Bronze Age Earth-1 Superman was given a send-off in the Alan Moore-pinned imaginary story, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, 1986. Um, the last Superman story, and then we go on, and then we relaunch into The Man of Steel. 
Superman volume number one, uh, number 423 in Actions Comics volume one, 538. Uh, 1986, both comics were illustrated by long-tenured mainstay Superman artist Kurt Swan, which is also cool. We're not going to dive too far into the varying series and the artist and the editors too much here because this would be one super long podcast. But one thing to keep in mind, especially when we're talking comic books, is it does make a difference on what series uh, of story are we discussing and who the writers were, who the artists were and what was happening? Because if you know anything about comics, especially a long running character like Superman, the stories change, the, uh, abilities, the things that you may believe, you know, about Superman may not be true to different stories, different timelines and different writers and artists. So just keep that in mind. Um, and then there was uh, Crisis Earth and then the multiverse and everything else uh, that started coming in. And that would be the post-crisis, which was the late 80s or early, 80, uh, early, early 80s into the mid late 80s. Uh, so post-crisis 1986 to present, the multiverse system was discarded in the aftermath of Crisis on Infinite Earth, the limited series in 1986 by rebooting all of DC's various stories and continuities into one timeline taking place on single earth later described as new earth a more modern adaptation of the mainstream earth one superman debuts in john burns the man of steel miniseries in 1986 the post-crisis superman was the superman from 1986 to 2011 Superman's backstory was heavily revisited. Many Silver Age elements, such as his career as Superboy, were removed. Significant changes included a reimaging of the Kryptonians uh, being genetically bound to uh, Krypton, making it fatal for them to leave the planet. Jor-El devises a serum to counter this, which he administers to baby Kal-El. DC used the plot device to make Superman's Krypton sole survivor until this was retconned in the mid-2000s to introduce the post-crisis Kara Zor-El. Uh, Krypton was also reimagined as emotionless and sterile society where all the babies were grown into birthing matrix as Kryptonians found sexual reproduction to be barbaric. Clark never becomes Superboy, and then it just goes on and on and on. Um, there's so many different, I, I could sit here and literally read this stuff for an hour or two. Um, I don't think I'm going to. Alternative universe depiction. So we'll just go through this. This is on uh, a wiki. Um, in the Silver, Silver Age of comic books, Earth One was home to the mainstream version of Superman known by most readers of DC Comics following DC's Flashpoint event, the New 52 Earth-1 is setting of Earth-1's graphic novel series, where Superman is one of a handful of heroes just starting out in in modernizing retelling of classic origin stories. Following 52, uh, 2006, a nearly identical Earth 2 is created with only subtle differences like Justice Society and Infinity Incorporated. 
combining in the Justice Society Infinity, Green Lantern, Alan Scott, being dead and Superman being missing for years following Flashpoint in 2011, Earth 2 concept is revised after Kal-El is killed in an invasion of Earth by Darkseid. A new Kryptonian who resembles a blue-eyed black man emerges as Superman, Val Zod, a pacifist who reconsiders his beliefs in order to defeat evil clone of Kal-El. Val Zod is the son of the deceased Zod, who, along with Power Girl, who were both adopted by Jor-El and Laura. There are several versions of evil Superman uh, slash Ultraman. Um, let's let's just keep going. So that's that is a uh, quick a quick run through on some of the stuff. Let's go through some of the alternatives. So some of the characters that are tied directly to Superman himself. Um, of course, hit, uh, Superman's first appearance again was in Action Comics, April in nineteen thirty eight. That's so freaking excited. Uh, created by Joel Schuster and Jerry Siegel. Um, some of the characters tied to him is Superman, Kal-El, uh, Superman, Kal-El, Superman, Earth-22, Superboy Prime, Ultraman, Superboy Con-El, Hank Henshaw, The Eradicator, Steel, which is John Henry Irons, Superman, Cal-Kent, Superman, Red, Superman, Blue, Bizarro, The Negative Superman, Superman, Calvin Elvis, Cal, uh, Calvin Ellis, Cal-El, and then Superman, Val Zod. So a whole lot of Superman, a lot of Superman. And um, we'll talk real briefly about the movies here in a minute, but the significance of Superman um, is just so crazy to think about, especially obviously if you're uh, a product of almost any era since 1938, but uh, from my era growing up in the eighties, growing up in the nineties, like Superman was one of the first, probably one of the first, I, I can't say because I don't recall too clearly, but Superman was probably one of the first uh, heroes I was introduced with and in that I understood and and uh, I, I got what was going on and blah, blah, blah. I know for a fact Superman was one of the first comic books I ever received as a kid. Uh, I believe my mom got me a, a Superman comic book from the local grocery store. And the significance of it, though, because think about this. Think about when you were a kid. Think about like uh, dressing up as Superman in a costume in many generations before us and many generations after us. Uh, know who Superman just naturally know who Superman is. There's people with Superman tattoos, Superman paintings. There's some incredible art of Superman. You look at look at some of the Alex Ross Superman stuff. Look at some of the original prints that are out there of Superman. Look at, um, you know, he's he's in some of the Injustice games. He's he's still a relevant like pop culture icon, and so are others. So are, there there's others out there. The Batman's, the Joker's, the so forth and so on. But it's freaking absolutely awesome to think that this character has been alive in people's homes and discussions in costumes and it just. For so dang long, it's just amazing to me. And uh, with that comes a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies. So let's see, hopefully this list I have. I'm hoping that it works. Okay. Every Superman movie and show in order. This is brought to you by Pocket Lint. Uh, let's see, the Superman series, 
1948 and 1950. The first live action appearance of The Man in Steel can be traced back to a series that premiered in theaters in 1948 and 1950. The two series each have 15 chapters and stars Kirk Allen as Superman and Noel Niall as Lois Lane. Spencer Gordon Bennett served as the director for both series, though a shared co-directing duties with Thomas Curran, the first Superman serial. Superman and the Mole Man, 1951, and The Adventures of Superman, 1952 to 1958, the TV shows. The first official superhero movie during DC character sees George Reeves star as the Man of Steel. Superman adds his alter ego, Clark Kent, along with Lois Lane, Phyllis Coates, uh, goes investigate the world's deepest oil well, only to discover a race of humanoid creatures have emerged from the underground. The film directed by Lee Sholem was intended to drum up interest for The Adventures of Superman, a TV show that premiered the following year and ran for six season it seasons. It also starred George Reeves. Next, Superman, 1978. So that was 20 years goes by, and they're like, let's reboot this thing. Superman, 1978. Superman started the superhero movie genre. In this classic film, we see Superman's origin story. His father, Jor-El, Marlon Brando, sends him from the dying world Krypton to Earth where his unique molecular structure gives him superpowers. He raised, he was, he's raised by the Kents until he learns the truth about where he comes from and has to face off against Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman, which this is a classic movie, who plans to sink the U.S. West Coast with a nuclear weapon. Superman 2 comes two years later. A hydrogen bomb is sent into space by Superman and inadvertently re- releases three Kryptonian war criminals led by General Zod, Terrence Stamp. Uh, Granted the same powers as Superman, the three Kryptonians set out to conquer Earth. Meanwhile, Superman rids himself of his powers so he may live a normal life with Lois Lane, Margaret Kidder. Richard Donner directed Superman 1 and this sequel, Superman 2. Superman 3 comes in 1983, uh, the, and this is the fall in the qual- quality from the past two Superman films, perhaps because a new director, Richard Lester, was brought on board. His rendition sees Christopher Reeves return as Clark Kent and head back to the hometown of Smallville, Kansas. Meanwhile, the CEO of Websco, Ross Webster, Robert Vaughn, hires a talented but klutzy computer programmer, Richard Pryor, to help him destroy his competitors and hopefully kill Superman. 1983. That was just such goodness. 1984, Supergirl comes along. Supergirl is the forgotten spinoff from the Christopher Reed's Superman films. It was a box office and critical disappointment, but does give a glimpse of the future of the in karate, uh, in interconnected universes in superhero films. Supergirl follows... Uh, Kara Zorel, a Kryptonian refugee, she lives in Argo City and accidentally loses a device that powers the entire city. She follows it all the way to Earth to get back. All right, Superman 4, 
The Quest of Peace. 1987, the final chapter, or the final Christopher Reeve Superman films uh, sees the Man of Steel take on nuclear arms race when Superman announces that he intends to destroy every nuclear weapon that nations on Earth agree to and begin to shoot the weapons into space. Superman intends to collect the weapons in space, throw them into the sun. However, his nemesis, Lex Luthor, Mr. Gene Hackman, says no way. All right, the next one, Superboy. This was a TV show series from 1988 to 1992. Superboy is a TV show that ran for four seasons beginning in 88 was produced by Ilya and Alexander Salkind, uh, who was produced, let's see, who produced the first three Christopher Reeves Superman films. The show stars John Haynes Newton as a young version of Clark Kent, Superman attending college. The series also featured Stacey Haddock as Superman's love interest, Lena Lang, and Scott James Wells as Superman's nemesis, Lex Luthor. Oh, Lex Luthor. I don't feel, I kind of feel like Lex Luthor, need, Lex Luthor needs to come back in a big way. He needs his own like evil origin movie, kind of like the Joker. Because the Joker, in my opinion, just seems like a cooler bad guy and he gets way more attention. Like I've seen Joker shirts. I've seen Joker impersonators. I've seen some badass Joker art, badass Joker statues, badass Joker this, badass Joker that. Not to say that there isn't any of that for Lex Luthor. I'm just saying you don't see it nearly as often as you see some stuff for Lex Luthor. Or, I mean, uh, the Joker, excuse me. Uh, Lois and Clark. I remember when I was a kid. It's Lois and Clark. The New Adventures of Superman, 1993 to 1997, the TV show. This is where Dean Kane came in and took over Clark Kent. Um, Terry Hatcher was Lois Lane. This was a long running series. I remember seeing this as a kid. This was the Superman that I regularly saw as a kid. I did watch the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman's several times over. Um, but the Dean Kane stuff was, I was a little bit older. I, uh, could understand a bit more of what was going on. Um, Smallville came from 2001 to 2011, which was another TV show. I thought it did well. I didn't follow it. I did not follow that show very, very, uh, I didn't do a good job on following the show, folks. Superman Returns 2006, a false start at resetting the Superman universe. The film is a sequel to the first two Christopher Reeve Superman films, but it ignores the events of the third and fourth film. It's the toughest film to place in our timeline because it's supposed to be set Five years after Superman 2, which took place in 1982, but it ignores all of that, uh, obviously, with the other two films. Uh, let's see. Brandon Roth played Superman. Oh, whoa, my, uh, my, my shit just jumped around there. Uh, Brandon Roth stars as Clark Kent Superman, who returns to Earth after five-year absence. Lex Luthor in this one, Kevin Spacey. Um, let's see. And then Lois Lane was played by Kate Bosworth. Now we're getting to the current stuff. We've got Henry Cavill, Man of Steel 2013. We know Kevin Costner, Diane Lang. Uh, let's see. Whoa, my, again, my 
article here is jumping all over here. We got General Zod in this one with uh, Michael Shannon. I mean, this was just a great, that was, I, I thought it was a good movie. Um, Supergirl 2015 to present still on TV, uh, which is the CW. And then we've got Batman versus Superman 2016. We've got Justice League 2017. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth, which is 2020. Uh, it was a 2020 TV event in which I did catch a piece of that show. I got to I gotta watch that because I think my daughter was watching The Flash. Anyways, Crisis Earth was on Supergirl Season 5, Episode 9. Batwoman Season 1, Episode 9. The Flash Season 6, Episode 9. Arrow Season 8, Episode 8. And Legends of Tomorrow special episode. Uh, Superman and Lois. 2021 TV show that's just coming out. Superman and Lois premiered on CW February 2021, the latest expansion of the Arrowverse. And my stuff just jumped again. I should have just went to the bottom of the page because it keeps jumping around. And, and uh, here, here we are, guys. Uh, there is a ton of an animated uh, stuff as well for Superman. We'll run through this list as quick as I possibly can, but there's a ton. Um, let's see, Superman, the Superman serials, as mentioned before, 1948 to 1950, the adventures of Superman and Superman mole and mole man, 1951 animated the new animated adventures. Jesus, this thing will not stop of Superman 1966 to 1969 and then animated super friends, 1973 to 1985. Uh, let's see, let me go through this Superman, the animated series, 1996 which was the animated show in the 90s, Justice League 20, uh, 2001, 2004, Justice League Unlimited 2004, 2006 animated series, uh, Superman Doomsday 20, 2007. There, man, this page, I don't know what is happening with it. It's like I'm not touching it and it keeps jumping around. Uh, Young Justice 2010 to 2013, All-Star Superman 2011, Teen Titans Go 2013 to present. He has guest appearances on there. The Death of Superman 2018 animated movie. The Reign of Superman animated movie to, uh, 2019. Superman Man of Tomorrow 2020 animated movie. Red Sun 2020 animated movie. That's what we got for a cinema. And holy shit. The dude's been in comics since 1938. This dude has been all over TV, movies, all over animated series, animated movies for a very freaking long time. That is the reason why I wanted to talk about it today, guys, was Michael B. Jordan, his production company, being tied to uh, this is just awesome. Yeah, I feel like it's freaking amazing that uh, it is. There's rumors that, like, uh, I'm going to mess this up. I think it was, I read a rumor earlier that M'Baku from Black Panther could be one of the characters that's that could be uh, uh, the, the Black Superman, and this guy could be, and that guy could be. So I don't know anything yet. It's all speculation at this time because there's so much freaking hype built up around this. And there should be. I feel like they should be. I hope they go the Calvin Harris Earth 2 where he, what, you know, is he a president? Is he the president? And he's Superman. Is he, what what angle are they going to go? What angle do you want? Do you want them to go, guys? And should they keep uh, some continuity with the Man of Steel 
with Henry Cavill and we get that multiverse, the two, the two built up Supermans, maybe they fight or maybe they work together. Who knows? That is your episode here on the Culture Jack podcast. We talked Superman today, guys, and what an enjoyable conversation. It's uh, a little bit of a history lesson for me. Maybe it was for you. Maybe you already knew all that stuff about Superman. Maybe you're wearing a Superman costume right now or Superman underwear, socks. You got a Superman eraser on that number two pencil that you've been jotting down all these badass notes of stuff I wrote. Probably not. Anyways, guys, make sure hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. Share the content. You want to give someone a great present? Hand them, say, hey, do you know anything about Superman? The animated series one time I watched. Listen to this podcast. You're going to get educated with some Superman goodness. And we have a ton of other episodes where we're diving into stuff just like this, stuff that's not like this. Um, And uh, if you don't share it, you don't listen, you don't subscribe, then, then you're missing an opportunity All right, that's it. We'll catch up with you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this Monday Madness here on the Culture Jack Podcast.